Hi, I'm Jackie Leonardini. And I'm Brad Wallach, and this is Funny Energy. A show where Brad brings on a friend of his from the comedy world who he believes can benefit from an energy reading. And I'll be honest, that's literally every comedian. So listen, as we cleanse our energy and laugh along the way, this is Funny Energy. Well... Welcome to Funny Energy. I as I am still Brad Wallach, comedian, writer, producer, good Samaritan. And I'm joined, of course, by the star of this podcast, Jackie Leonardini, clairvoyant, extraordinaire. Thank you, Brad. Clairvoyant to the stars, clairvoyant to to me and my wife, and uh, very transformative of our life. And we are very, very fortunate today to be joined by my friend Candace Thompson. Candace, I am going to read your bio. I took it from your website. You got to do a little I mean, update. No, that website's trash. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have anything on here that, like, we've done together. Yes, but what, we, yes it does. Oh, okay. Well, it was kind of buried on there. It was, yeah, probably a little bit low. Yeah, okay. I, I do it chronologically. <laughs> <laughs> All Go right. Ahead. Well, it wasn't that long ago that we worked together. Anyway. I know. So Candace is one of the newest paid, see, this is wrong. I'm I know. a new paid regular. I know. I literally comment. just posted you are it. it regular. my year anniversary <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> you are. She is a regular at the Comedy Store and Improv here as stand-up. You, she's been on Tonight Show with Fallon. She was a finalist in NBC's 2016 comedy competition. Great. You were on Last Comic Standing. Yeah. But most importantly, I know you because yes. you were a writer-performer on Lights Out. I was. That which was, a great uh, was a wonderful show and ended too soon. And of course, then you joined us on the Netflix After Party. I did. Uh, also for that show. for that weird COVID was... height of COVID production experience, <laughs> where, where we were sitting in a writer's room, which was like a big like arena. It was like we were like separated. Seating. We all had our own sections, and we were like yelling across this. It was very very weird, but we made it work. Anyway, Candace is obviously a wonderful person. I don't want to tell you too much, Jackie. But she is a conspiracy theorist. So oh, uh, I love it. Conspiracy adjacent. <laughs> conspiracy adjacent. Well, yeah. she doesn't think they're conspiracies. She thinks yeah, they're no, true. Yeah, no, I think some of them are, but I think a lot of it is true. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, so basically, Jackie's just going to do kind of a session and a little reading, and I'll chime in here or there and take it away. So it's nice to meet you. Likewise. We were chatting a little bit before we started rolling, so I know that you've been on a journey of exploration, right? I have. Can, I'd love to hear about your experience and and what is it that you're looking to shift? Well, it all kind of, well, I guess it's been a journey my whole entire life, like, because, you know, I basically had a full-on spiritual awakening during mm -hmm. the pandemic, and mm -hmm. I believe a lot of people did. Um, oh, yeah. It, that's what I think it came for. I right? agree. And some of us took a long time, and that's why we had to stay in lockdown for all those people who couldn't get the message. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It was like you're in, we're trapped in our houses to sit with yourself and yeah, be with yourself and start realizing and figure this stuff. At least start figuring it out. And uh, so that's what happened. I've had like a little like mini awakenings my whole entire life, and I think that then the big one was 2020. Mm -hmm. And then so probably in 2021, I saw a friend of mine at the- Right after you started working with us. Are you gonna take credit for my spiritual awakening? Yeah, I'm just saying, I just wanna- <laughs> Yeah, I I'm just it. noting a timeline on my yes. own, don't worry. <laughs> 
starts working with Brad and all of a sudden has a spiritual awakening. But okay. you know what's interesting <laughs> is that I did think about that gig as part of it simply because that was such a fun, fun, like, move in that space for me, like, because I loved everyone that was there. And that was probably the first time in my career that I actually was like, oh, my, this feels like family to me, like everyone that was there. And it was like I had my dream gig. Like, so it was interesting. And I got really, you know, upset when it ended because I was like, man, of course, that was like this perfect gig. And then it just goes away. But I was like, what can I take away from that? And so it's about letting go of things, not developing attachments to things because everything's temporary. And so that was a lesson in that. So in 2021, when like the comedy store opened back up, I went to a friend of mine. I just got a download, go talk to this woman that works there. She was a server there and we weren't like super, super cool. We were like cool, but like I didn't know her well. But for some reason, I just had a voice go talk to her mm -hmm. and I went and talked to her and I saw she had these little marks on her ankle. I'll show you because now they're on my ankle. <laughs> oh, right there. If you can see them. Uh huh. It's like a Y shape. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the uh, yin. Wait, okay. wait, so, so hold that back up just so for, for the listeners. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to describe? cover it up in case of, you so know, what are those? Feet. So this is combo. These are little like marks on my, they're called gates. And so combo is frog medicine because I saw those on her ankle and I was like, what's that? And the first thing she said was, you don't know about combo. And I was like, no, what is combo? And she goes, it's a detox down to your ancestral DNA. And I said, where do I sign up? Like that was my first, most people have been like, what are you talking about? That sounds crazy. My first response was, who does this? Where do I go? Because <laughs> I knew like I was whatever my higher self, whatever, just knew that this was the next step in my spiritual journey. Like right. whatever this was, I wanted it and needed it. Was there a storefront on Ventura Boulevard? Yes. Uh, <laughs> is that what? You know, they do it outside of Vons now. It's like the COVID vaccine. Free combo. Um, so, yeah, she was friends with this medicine woman and referred me to this medicine woman to do combo. And I did it. I've done it now four times. It was an emotional purge, a physical purge. So it's it's frog medicine from the Amazon. They basically take like a it kind of looks like a stick. They'll light it on fire and blow it out kind of like a cigarette butt and then go oh, wow. on your skin, depending upon how many times you've done it. And then, you know, the medicine person will intuit, you know, how many they feel that you need, because the more of those, the gates that you have, the more potent the medicine is going to be and the stronger the purge is going to be. And so you just do went them. for it. <laughs> I went. That was seven. And some people do. I think they will can do like 12. Do, it just depends. What do you feel like when they start doing you feel so the medicine, if you've got a good medicine person and my lady, she was amazing. Her name is Michelle McKay. Follow her priestess of the wild on Instagram. She's amazing. Like you'll start feeling it within minutes of them applying. So the medicine goes on top of the gates and within minutes, you'll just start purging. And my first purge, which I was not, I thought I was just going to start like throwing up. My first purge was emotional, like bawling. Mm -hmm. I started crying for like two minutes mm -hmm. straight. But this is different than ayahuasca. Which I just did two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, wonderful! <laughs> yeah, this is this is not a psychedelic. This is just a straight up purge. Wow. So you're going to be throwing have you heard up. Of this? Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't done it. I know. I purge in different ways, but yeah, yeah, all those all different types yeah. of ways to purge. Oh, good! I can't wait to hear. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid of of the of the medicines just yeah. because I stick to what I know. Yeah, for sure. But I appreciate it, and I I see the value and. I, I really think that 
when you follow your knowing and you're following your knowing, that's what matters. You are the expert in your own experience. You know what you need. Yep. And I think that's beautiful that you followed that voice. May I ask, was a lot of what is coming up for you have to do with a fear of seeing or being seen? <laughs> Interesting that you say that. So do you know about human design? I do. Okay. So master generator, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I found out I'm a projector okay. and this is all pretty new. All of this, like astrology, I'm just now learning. It's all very overwhelming because it's so many, it's so much of everything, mm -hmm. um, but human design combines like astrology, like Western astrology, Vedic astrology, the I Ching, like it combines all of these mm -hmm. things to get these results. And it basically you're, you are now one of five archetypes, I believe. So it's yes. like the, the projector generator, manifesting generator, I forget what, oh, reflector is another one. And so with projectors, and this is apparently a common thing with us, is that we feel unseen. We felt unseen our whole entire yes. lives. And when I read that part of it and I watched some videos online about it, I just like started crying because I was like. <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that, I mean, why she got into comedy? Absolutely. I mean, it's, part of it. it's so, so, so she, many comedians. So she could get over, so she could feel seen. But really what I'd say that's holding you back even more is the fear of actually being, being seen. seen completely seen mm -hmm. and so right but the other thing that i get and and i i picked up on when you walked in is you get a lot of headaches and the headaches are and that's accurate well yeah as of i wasn't for a while and then this year i started getting more headaches and i kind of attributed that mostly to just like i've been getting like dna activations and lots of like just with the energy that's coming oh, in, yeah, I know that, Earth is like, cause headaches, yeah, yeah sure. Earth is like ascending right now. <laughs> Earth ascending, the Earth ascending Earth headache. Is. I get yeah. that all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I, I believe in all this stuff. It's just, I have to be the, I can't help myself. I get Earth ascending headache, but I mean, that's the, it's changing. It's, so it it's, think about when you go up in an airplane, yeah. you know, your ears get plugged and yeah. It's all about a change of vibration and that changes. We are energy. We're electromagnetic yep. beings. And when the pressure of energy changes, it's going to shift the molecular molecular yep. structure mm -hmm. of our being. And when you do healings like you're doing in those moments, you're reorganizing your energy field. So including your physical and mental psyche, but also most importantly, the core is energy. Everything is. And so those headaches are actually energy kind of coming up so it can be released, right? So it's your sixth chakra, your third eye. Yep. And, <laughs> and so if what I would focus on for you, it would be pulling energy in like gold or using the color of clairvoyant blue, which is neon electric blue and seeing that energy just attuned to it. Everything is about attunement. So she's reattuning her energy field and ascending. That's, that's the process. That's what we're all here to do anyway. That's why and you're here yeah. and she's getting her doctorate right now because she's kidding. like, I'm putting in work. I've decided I'm going to do this and she's doing all these things. So no wonder you have these headaches. So as you are doing this, it's important to rinse, rinse, rinse and refill. So you notice how I refilled you with that golden Light. sun, mm -hmm. right? But first I rinsed, I used earth energy to kind of come up and rinse you out. And I kept that going like antiseptic coming right. up from the earth 
rinsing through every atom in your being, all four layers of your being, going out into your aura and back down to the ground, and then filling that with gold. So because it's third eye specific, mm -hmm. um, neon electric blue will really help you to kind of open up and start to heal those headaches. It's just you've got so much going, you're doing all this work, you have to process it out and right. reorganize itself. Right. So tapping into that earth and cosmic energy will help you to reorganize. That's, that makes perfect sense. And it's interesting because I see when I meditate, the color I see the most is indigo, like a electric blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wanting to help you. Yeah. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. In working, in working You're with calling you, it in. Well, in working with you, Jackie, I've realized the only real two colors are gold and blue. Those are the ones, for at least you, for me. For you. Oh, it's just unique to me. Yeah, no, no, they're unique. For, they're for I thought that's. Is it because I'm Jewish? Gold and blue. <laughs> oh, it's very. It's very interesting. It Hanukkah colors. <laughs> yeah. No, we use we use a lot of translucent mm -hmm. opalescence too, which is a neutral energy that kind of comes up from the earth. Which is, is that because my skin is translucent? Yes. You can see through it. Trust. Yes. <laughs> So trusting, trusting that no matter what I can get through, no matter what any information. And I'm curious. So what, what was your biggest takeaway from the combo? Yeah, that. OK, so combo kind of progressed. So they recommend to do it like if you're going to follow tradition, which I was like, if I'm going to do it right, I'm going to do it like how the tribes do it in the Amazon. And um, they recommend if it's your first time to do it three times in the first moon cycle. So. I did it on, a, it was like two weekends in a row and then I skipped a week and then the, the last weekend in the month. Mm -hmm. um, and then I forget who told me that if you do the combo and ceremonial psilocybin like in the same day, your experience will be amazing because your body will be so pure from the combo medicine. So I was like, and they just happened, the medicine woman just happened to be doing a ceremonial psilocybin the last night that I was doing the combo. So I was like, I want to do both. So I did combo in the morning ceremonial psilocybin that's mushrooms in the evening yes, yes. and i had a full-on another like emotional purge and a dark presence like left me like a dark entity a spirit left me so there was some type you could of feel it physically? i could see it and felt it wow yeah i saw i saw just i was seeing all types of colors and i was seeing different in astral planes when i was doing the psilocybin at first like that was the first part of my journey was like oh this is so fun and like i'm just kind of spirit and i'm just soaring in the astral planes and then like it took a turn <laughs> <laughs> it took a dark turn and it just went black and but then i was this is how dark that presence was as i was able to see black on black like i could see a shadow in the black and my emotions just started I felt a real heaviness and I just started crying and uh, I didn't know what it was. All I knew was a presence. It was a spirit. It was somebody who hated women that was inside of me. Yeah. And I just it felt maternal to me. It felt maternal. But for some reason, I went to go see another. She's a oh, what she called a uh, family constellation mm -hmm. I think, healer. Whitney referred her and sent Whitney me, Cummings. Comedian. Yes, Whitney Cummings. Um, she's all about the healing yep, stuff too. Is. So she gifted that to me for doing her podcast. She was like, I want you to go see this woman. And so I this is to your gift to Jackie doing a reading with you. Okay. <laughs> just so you know, there's no extra gifts after this podcast. <laughs> I can't we're wait. still we're still getting up and going. Okay. We're not big gifters like Whitney. 
<laughs> well, you better have me back on when you decide to give out the gifts. Of course. <laughs> so I went to see this one. This woman said that it was it was on my dad's side and believes that it was a like a brother to my great great grandfather. Mm-hmm. So I haven't explored that yet. I haven't sat down and talked to my dad about that yet. But so and I don't know. Like I honestly I couldn't tell. Would your dad be receptive to it? He would tell me the information that I needed to know, but I honestly believe he probably won't even know. No, like, this is how, you know, men of that generation, but they didn't talk about emotions and feelings and whatever. So, and then I know his dad was even worse with it, and his dad's even worse with it, right? <laughs> so, I'm gonna get no information besides the fact that I had a great great grandfather who had a brother. Like, he mm-hmm. could probably confirm that part of it. Anything else outside of that, probably not. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh, and the and the medicine woman confirmed as well. She was like, yeah, no. And even there was another person there having the medicine journey as well who also, she was like, oh, no, I felt the energy as well. There was some, there was an evil presence here. And so I was just like, oh, whatever that was, it's gone. And I felt so liberated afterwards from it. Like I felt like, like I couldn't stop smiling. So something definitely left me. Yeah. And it was interesting because I've also like my whole entire life, you know, and I think a lot of women go through this when they're younger. It's like, I don't like women. I'm a guy's type of chick. Right. That whole. And I was like, I think a lot of it had to do with whatever this was that was inside of me that hated women. And I had a, a some kind of like aversion to developing relationships or intimate relationships with women. Well, it was. So if you think about magnetism, if you're holding that, then it's going to vibrate within you. It's going to attract like frequencies. Mm-hmm. So that hatred's going to attract hateful experiences. So you can wake up and say, yes. it's only it's only allowed by our higher selves because we want to purge that. So it's yep. like, you know, when are you going to start to ask the question, why do I keep experiencing this? What's going on within yep. me that's drawing it in? But what I picked up on, and you can tell me, second grade, something mm. in second grade is school related, playground related? Does anything pop up or what pops up for you when I say that without any effort? Like don't search your files. Yeah. Just tell me what kind of comes forward. I mean, honestly, I think back and there's not much that I recall from those days. Mm-hmm. Um, we still lived in New York at the time. We were in Queens. I went to a private school. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Mm. Product of private school. I was about to say preschool you, through through masters. Know, everybody knows you went to private school, Brad. All right, <laughs> <laughs> the private school, private elementary school flex. Yeah, the only thing I really, really remember is I remember, but I don't remember what grade it was. That's but okay. I, I remember, like, I remember getting punched in the stomach by a boy. <laughs> so when he punched you in the stomach, think about punching. That's an aggressive energy that's inside of him. Mm -hmm. And when he does that to you, that force of energy, it's like, here you go. Here's Mm -hmm. all my anger, all my hatred right into your gut. Mm. Now, if you have an energy that you're holding on to that matches that frequency, it's going to stick. Wow. So that's why you saw the shadow within the shadow. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the shadow within the shadow. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so that left you that day. Whatever was behind that little person's punch, Mm -hmm. all of that anger, all of that fright, all of that, it's like resentment. I don't know. He just nailed it. Yeah, because I I remember just I was walking like down some stairs. We were like crossing paths. And I I don't even remember like knowing this kid very well. Mm -hmm. I just remember being like completely taken off guard. 
And he like, like sucker punch. Sucker punch me. And I'm like, a, I'm a girl. Mm, that's like prison behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, to yeah. me, school is prison. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, 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 it was arbitrary because, or not, I mean, but. Do you remember this guy's name? Or do you think about this from time to time? I would say time to time, yes. If time to time means maybe like once every like few years. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it still resonates. Yeah, because you know. it, it was so weird. It was a weird thing, and it was completely... I don't think I did anything to deserve it. But, no. you know, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, who's reflecting when they're a kid? So it's like, maybe I did something to him that I didn't perceive as being rude or mean, but it stuck with him, and now he's giving it back to me. So I've always been a sarcastic kid. I've always made jokes. That's one thing that's always come very naturally to me. It was innate. Like, I just tell jokes. So maybe back to what we were talking about before, I think even before we started recording, like... I hurt a boy's feelings maybe. Mm -hmm. And then something I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. And now he's giving it back to me in a way that he felt. Right. But you're not responsible for his response. But I guess what I saw was when you said the shadow was in the shadow, I definitely felt it was ancestral like the other healer, but I, I just heard second grade, second Mm. grade or what. So that's why I asked you because that feeling that would be within you. That was, I think epigenetics, that trauma that got passed down through sure. your DNA, which is that uncle of your father's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whomever that was, yeah, that is there vibrating its energy. And so it's going to attract like energy. And that sucker punch was another big, like, I would say, attack, right? And where that energy is like, woo, here we go. And that force, it's the force really. So how much attention or what kind of force we put behind something is going to make it materialize more in our life, mm-hmm. right? With, and so we may not even realize that that's what is creating all these other experiences, it's but wild. it is. Yeah. And that's why when you do journeys, sometimes you get to see the unseen that's inside you. That's why a lot of us have a fear of the unknown or the unseen. It's not the unknown or the unseen that's outside of us. It's right. the unknown or unseen that's inside, inside of us. The and shadow. so yeah. this type of work that we do is about, I'm going to go get that shadow before it gets me. And so it's, that's what she's doing. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go find it because if I find it, it can't materialize in my life any longer. Yeah. And now have you, since this experience, have you felt lighter? Have Absolutely. you felt? I'm a different person. I've been probably eight different people since the last time I saw you. Oh, great. Yeah. All in a-, a lot of people call that schizophrenia. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was eight different people all at the same time. Now, here's the thing with that. It's called evolution, Brad. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Becoming a better person. But with the schizophrenia, what's interesting is what I believe with schizophrenia is that these are people who like they can see into realms that people and they can hear voices and they well that's i've always thought that i go that. i go i go we, we would think of them as crazy but then you start to realize maybe they are communicating they with are. someone or something they are beyond. Yeah, but their vibration so what's the difference between a schizophrenic and a clairvoyant Right. You tell me. I mean, it's the way on. that it's managed. It's I the think, way that it's you managed. are aware. You know where it's coming from. So you know what that is. But I think with schizophrenic people, they just don't know. They're told they're crazy. So they buy into that. Right. And then so they don't know how to manage that. And it's just you get checked into hospitals. Here, take these drugs. And what are those drugs doing to you? So, it is true. Well, often, you are no different than, yeah. than a schizophrenic. I, 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 you just now. You present be better. No, you just you present better. You manage that door. Don't let them give me. Yeah, you manage it. And you pull yourself together. <laughs> together 
color and you look nice and you don't have a big sign outside of a basketball game going, Jesus save, you know, or something like that. Well, I carry the Jesus save us sign because the, I think of that as forgiveness energy, right? Yeah. And, but what I, but I, what I, I will say is trauma, right? Fear is a vibrational frequency that will attract other frequencies like it, the goblins and the ghouls. I've had trauma in my life most definitely, but it didn't create a break where I could no longer attune to my soul, mm -hmm. right? And so what I think happens when someone is in dis-ease or mental dis-ease, the energy or the vibration or whatever has occurred has bent their ability to cognitively process, right, reality. Mm -hmm. And then because they have been so deeply wounded, that wound is attracting all of these forces of energy that, makes perfect that are really not so nice. And so they're hearing these voices of energy that wants to get them to act on behalf, wants to take them over. When we have trauma, we get pushed out of our body. Our light just goes, whoom. you see people who are in, sh in shock, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when you leave the building, something's got to fill it. And like, you know, we've said before, dark energy doesn't ask politely. It doesn't wait. It just takes over because it has to feed. It has no creativity. Right. And so for me, I'm attuned to light. It's where, where are you attuned? So my phone calls are to, you know, those angels and, and masters of, of light, of love, because that's who I'm asking for. I'm, it's almost as if I'm going through my contacts and I'm picking those guys instead of the other guys. But the other guys like to pick you. And I hear them. I know they're there. I see them. And that's part of, I think, your journey, let's bring it back to you, Yeah, yeah. is you can see them too. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of her fear. Oh, gosh, I don't want to see that because that's really scary. And it is scary if you buy into the lie that they actually have, have something. Right. They don't. They don't. Yeah. They only have something if they make you look. So don't look. And so if you focus on the light, the more you bring light in, the more you focus on the healing, the beauty, the love that's in you, they can come as close as they can be right here, but they can't get in because they can't match you. Mm -hmm. They can't find a doorway. We all have doorways though, because we all have trauma or we wouldn't be embodied. And that's the tricky part. And that's why you want to go in and find it. So then when they come to you, they can't grab that little boy. I think it was that punched you in mm -hmm. the stomach was in pain. Let's have seek compassion for him, but he gave his pain to her. And the only reason it stuck was because she had that other thing in her. That was already there. Yeah. I think his name was Andrew. I think that was who it was. I don't remember his last Same. name. But I can still see him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet you can. Mm -hmm. So say say goodbye to Andrew. And in this moment, like I had you call your energy back to the golden sun. Call your energy back from Andrew. Mm. Call it all back. Call it back to a golden sun. You don't want to call it back to you because Andrew's had it for a while. And we don't know what Andrew's been doing with your energy. So we don't want to call it back. Oh, Andy. Oh, Andy out there punching people in the stomach. So call all your energy back. From Andrew, from that moment on the stairs, all of it back to you, golden sun. And we're just going to let it stay there for a minute. And then we're going to rinse you with blue, royal blue, and just kind of rinse away any residual energy from that moment. And really working in that second chakra, 
because it came to, it's like separating you from yourself, right? Just work on that second chakra, spinning it to the left and to the right, opening it up, bringing in a big golden orb there and just healing that wound. The truth is that you don't need to search yourself for what you did wrong. Who's right, who's wrong in that situation doesn't matter. The truth is that you're safe now and it's safe to be seen and it's safe to be heard. What happened, what Andrew did is Andrew's responsibility. That's a reflection of him, not you. There we go. How does that feel? Does that make sense? What Absolutely. I said? Yeah. No, everything makes sense. Everything you said makes one hundred percent. Was it sense? Was it Prince Andrew by any chance? I'm just, I'm just, I'm yes. trying to figure us out. I know I look great for my age. Um. <laughs> you are the most beautiful seventy-four year old in <laughs> I'm impressed that you know how old Prince Andrew is. Is he 70? No, he's not 74. He's probably in his he's late 60s. He's probably close to that. Yeah, he's yeah. around 70. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I watched The Crown, but he's not really. Of course not. No. Nah. They left all the dark stuff out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny because it's too bad because the dark stuff has a lot of the information, of right? Course. It's like. Yeah. 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 The no. shadow has a purpose. Mm-hmm. It does. Absolutely. It's information. Absolutely. So in the psilocybin journey, I, I did a, I had never done it before, but I did a little teeny microdose over the weekend. And so did I. In Joshua Tree. <laughs> in Joshua Tree with a sound, yeah. a sound, sound healer. Mm -hmm. And I know I see things and I see colors and, but I was like, and it was very mild because I'm again. Right. I don't want to mess with what's already working. Right. So. But it was, it was beautiful. It was really lovely. All these, it was very vibrant and the sound healing, you know, is, have you ever done a sound? Absolutely. Healing? Yeah. Um, who was the, f oh, I think with Michelle, the medicine woman who did the combo, she was the first one. Cause she does sound healings at the end of her psilocybin ceremonies. So mm -hmm. yeah, that was first. And I've had multiple since then, but yeah, those are when I just did one, well, this wasn't even a full one. So I was just in Joshua Chi doing ayahuasca a couple weeks ago and so there's this guy, his name is Austin, who has a whole facility out there called Indigotopia, where he does sound healings and psilocybin ceremonies. And he's mm -hmm. the one that introduced me to the ayahuasca shaman. So he was there with us doing the ayahuasca ceremony, the sound healing guy. And he pulled out some device during our ayahuasca journey and started playing it. And I was in met like sitting in lotus position at that time when he pulled it out because it just felt right. And it felt like I was having an out-of-body experience just from the sound that he, I can't, he told me what it was called. I can't remember, but it was vibrating so intensely. And I looked down and I could see through myself. It, I felt like it was like an astral body that I was looking through. I felt like translucent, kind of like Brad does all the time. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh. So he does these things regularly, but that was just a like a portion of what he does just during that because it wasn't his ceremony. But mm -hmm. I'm going back for that with him at mm -hmm. an, a future date. But yeah. Sound healings are amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. I mean, because we are harmonic beings, so it's all about attuning, right? And finding our, our place and harmony and what frequencies are we going to attune to. So tell me, like, where have you seen the biggest shift? Like, where have you seen the work you've been doing materialize in the most evident way in your life? Just, I would say, mostly with compassion 
I've always been a compassionate person, but you know, being a comedian, <laughs> we have to have a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's, that for me is the hardest part. Like, how do you continue on a spiritual journey of becoming a better person when there's a such a big part of you that like your whole thing is snap judgments of people and like making a joke from it. Mm -hmm. And so can you do both those things at the same time? And I even have like a podcast idea that I'm working with another comedian, like to try and like discuss this and figure it out. Can you do that? Can you have enlightenment and also be still that's ignorant? What, that's exactly what this, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> this podcast it's like, is. Can you you be... know, it's, it's really a challenge for me, you know, to, to kind of sit here and, and that's why we wanted to do it is because I think comedians are the most, you, you would say this a lot more eloquently than I can, but you know, comedians, their energy is is ripe for this type of work and so but you know we there is that defense mechanism and mm -hmm. that 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 instinct to always go for the quick jab and mm -hmm. quick joke mm -hmm. and to undermine something and and you know that's just a defense mechanism that you built up over the years too you absolutely know? Th that just was hanging with other comedians that's just what you do it's what you do mm -hmm. and it's absolutely a defense mechanism back to me feeling unseen like my whole entire life like I think that one of the biggest parts of my struggle growing up that I'm that I've been trying to release also on this journey is the unseen thing, which I know my higher self chose all of this, chose my avatar, chose all of this to mm -hmm. learn the lessons. And I know she set an alarm clock of when I'm going to wake up and have my awake. I understand all of that. But like before I understood all that, like growing up as a kid, like I meant I'm black. Both my parents are mixed with black and Native American and white. And so I grew I up in this. I didn't even realize you were black. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see color. She just looks <laughs> green and blue and lovely yellow to me. So yes, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing is like, yeah. this doesn't matter. Like what I am doesn't matter, but we grow up in a society in a world that's programmed all yeah. of us to believe that we are these avatars that we're in and right. we're all these, I, they want everyone to be all wrapped up in their identity. And it, that way you can focus on that and get mad about things if you don't fit in. And here's the thing is that we're not supposed to fit in. We're supposed to be unique. And society doesn't want any of us to know that because we're in our uniqueness. We hold so much power. Well, that's that. That's what that fear is. Right. So I love what you're saying. I, and I totally agree with it. It's beautiful that how you said it, too. It is about this energy of competition. Who's wrong? Who's right? Who's good? Who's bad? Fit into the box, especially with women. Right. Especially. But I, I would argue to say that some of those women are experiencing what they put out there when they were embodied as men. Absolutely. And now, and now they're fighting against it because they got to fix what Absolutely. they messed up. Mm -hmm. But in any of us, any of us who are fanatical about something, it's most likely that we it, we created the problem, and we're back in our in this embodiment in a new or different light to either experience what we created or fix what we did. Mm. Oh, so pornography, and, I must have created that. In yeah. the past life. <laughs> Whoops, got to fix it now. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you best. You best Sorry. fix that. But what I mean to what the point that you're making, though, is, you know, the uniqueness, right? But all of this is a setup. It's like a setup. It's a movie. Yep. It's, it's a scene. It's the actors that we cast. Yep. 
we set it up so we can grow. Yep. How can I evolve? I'm going to set up this situation. And oftentimes I always like to picture, you know, this big board meeting up above in the astral plane and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, this is what I want to learn. And you're going to play the bad guy. Uh-huh. You're going to play the hero. You're mm-hmm. going to be my lover. No, no, not you. Maybe you could be my lover. And it's all going to work out. And I'm going to learn to be seen and feel safe being seen yep. and that I matter. And and here we go. And that's how it happens. And I like to think of that narrative because it's true. We are, we construct our own reality through our focus and attunement, right? And I think sound baths are great because they help you to attune. You can actually start to say, oh, I see what instrument I'm playing in this symphony, or I'm actually the conductor of it. I agree 100%. That was what I experienced during Bufo, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the the toad medicine, is I, so immediately your spirit, like, it's the closest thing you're going to come to death is taking uh, Bufo. It's DMT, but 14 times stronger. It's Sounds like, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's 5-MeO DMT. Is well, I don't even know what DMT is. Is that what you? Like- that's the, oh, so that's a. I think a lot of people experimented with regular DMT and that's it. Is that what like exterminators use to like kill? That's D, I think that's D, 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 Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Same thing. Um, yeah, no. So it's, it, it is like your body produces DMT naturally and it's what happens when you die. You know, when your soul leaves your body, your body starts producing a bunch of DMT and then you, you're gone. And so you can like mimic that experience of death by taking DMT. It terrifies a lot of people. And it depends on how much you take. Again, you can could take a, it kill you? I have heard, and I can't confirm this, but I have heard that there are people, not a lot, that have passed on. Like, but if you think about it, that was their time. Like that's what their higher self wanted. They knew that. It wasn't like just a thing that just happened. Their higher self knew that's what was going to happen. And and that everything happens the way it's supposed to. Yes. Um, so again, this is another thing. Bufo, what's that? Sign me up. Like I just <laughs> And I also know from just my higher self has also communicated to me that I've worked with plant medicines before. Like this is not the first mm-hmm. ayahuasca spoke to me two weeks before I did it, letting me know this is a reunion. We've worked together before. We're friends. We're old friends. So Good I do believe <laughs> basically, Those basically plants are energies. They're mm-hmm. their frequency of energy. And so she's familiar with that frequency and attunes to that frequency. That's what it means by, I mean, if you want to think of it from a, a perspective of vibration and energy and put a little science behind it, right? It's all about the frequency. And so that's why it's her friend. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those plants. Yeah. No, she visited literally. I was outside like getting some meditation and she knew she came and her spirit came and let me know, oh, this is not our first time meeting. We know each other. I, I can't wait to, to be with you again in a couple of weeks. And, and then she gave me so many amazing messages also during our journey. But with Bufo, the first thing that happened was so you smoke it and then it was <laughs> kind of little tiny crack pipe <laughs> <laughs> i had to hold back jokes in this moment because i was I like no am i not smoke crack right now? <laughs> but that's what it looked like, a little tiny crack pipe with these little amber crystals in it and then the medicine lady um barb she's amazing as well um she, you just inhale and then she's counting down and then poof, you're gone like your whole body's gone you're just spirit and you're just you've at first no you're just first thing you know it's like oh everyone's experience is different obviously but it was just like a a oneness. I'm just energy, and everything is just energy. And you're just in front of God's. Is that how crack makes you feel? I, well, the few times I've done it, no, I don't know. I don't know. You ask me because I'm black. Yes. <laughs> oh, is that not appropriate? <laughs> not these days. 
not in. Oh, I'm sorry. I misread the room. Uh, <laughs> but and maybe crack does. I don't know, but probably not. I don't. No, I, I have a feeling you're not in God's presence when you smoke it, crack. No. no, and and then also yeah. low what, vibrational. Exactly. Yeah. When when this wears off or whatever yeah. is there like an after a lingering a lingering effect? bliss a yeah lingering bliss? a lingering of just like for five days every day waking up crying just out of mm-hmm. love just out now of now i know what i'm doing for christmas but <laughs> no it's beautiful compassion and i think that's that's what you said the compassion compassion is the gateway to love and forgiveness and those frequencies are freedom so you felt completely free i would imagine absolutely right and so that's what we're all going for. How can I sustain that state of being eternally? And you can. You can. You can. But you have to do the journey. The the work. journey. And so that's really beautiful because that, you know, I, in the beginning of, of this conversation, we, what, what are you looking for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Freedom. Mm-hmm. To be completely attuned and aligned in that loving, blissful place that you experienced with the plant. And what I think people don't realize is that this is a multidimensional planet. We can have those experiences with or without Without the plant. Yep. Slices of heaven are all around us all the time. Absolutely. It's about how can I hold it? How can I expand it? And how long can I hold it? It's like, how long can you hold your breath? Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to work your way up to it. And no matter what happens, no matter what happens to me, can I still keep it, right? If somebody punches me, if somebody tells me I'm terrible, if somebody, you know, if a loved one of mine decides they're exiting the planet, can I still hold that? And yep. that's what enlightenment is. It's absolutely eternal. And it sounds like Candace is getting there. She's I am. Amazing. Not, if she's not the already work. there yet. I'm all right. doing I the work. I love it. Well, I hate <laughs> so to, I hate thank to, you for sharing all that. Of yeah. course. Thanks for having me. We're going to have to have you back because yeah. you are obviously way evolved in all of this stuff. So, <laughs> you know, no, it, it was not my it, first time. No, clearly. I yeah. mean, we learned so much. I mean, Jackie obviously knew so much of this stuff. I didn't know any of this uh so bafo bofo no bafo is box office lingo for uh (laughs) variety bufo bufo Bufo. that doesn't sound appropriate but whatever uh candace thank you as always uh of course you're the best and thank uh, you so much thank you we will see you next time Thank you so much for listening to Funny Energy. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Sure does, Jackie. While you're at it, follow us on Instagram at Funny Energy Podcast for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things funny and energy. We'll see you next week for another energy cleansing. And some real laughter through the pain. <laughs>